0: Hey, hey, welcome back to another crazy episode of Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast, the Chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes series. That was my uh, audition to be the front announcer for the next crazy taxi game. Cause, cause whenever you would start Crazy Taxi, the, the, it would be intro. Hey Hey! Welcome back to Crazy Taxi! Hey Hey! Come on over, have some fun with Crazy Taxi! Well, I can't remember exactly what he says, and then you would start it, and it would immediately be Dexter Holland's vocals.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Day day, oh, oh,
0: Starting the song all I want and it was like they only had three songs and it was that it was another offspring song and it was a bad religion song they only had three songs
2: I very much just want to sit here and see how long you could just go for without me stepping in
0: the the more nervous I get the the more talking would happen
2: I have noticed that
0: not not like coherent talking but more talking would happen
2: (sighs) it's been a long week Last week was a long week, hence why we didn't release this episode last week, because it hadn't been recorded yet.
0: They, I will still be talking about geishas long past their bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was just a bit of a week, so we, um, you know, I feel like we weren't really feeling it, and I feel like now we can actually put out a good episode. And I feel like this song deserves a good episode. Yes. Yeah, good effort from us.
2: That makes sense, I suppose. I mean,
0: I I think all all the songs probably should
2: get get a good
0: showing from us, but- We
2: really shouldn't discriminate, but here we are. Um, But yeah, this week we are covering the song I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry as covered by Attack Attack for Punk Goes Pop 2.
0: No, that's, I was doing V for five. How are you?
2: Were you really? No. 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 For fuck's sake.
0: (laughs) I would just go like that. (laughs) I was doing L for what is it? Is it 50
2: in Roman numerals? I don't know. am a loser.
0: Yeah, no. Alpha, <laughs> for lovable. Alpha, for light of my life. How are you?
2: I am tired mm. to my very core. Yep. As a person, <laughs> um, things are more or less open, and now. We actually need to go out and do all of the things that we said we would do when things were open. We
0: had an excuse before to get out of things. And-
2: I, yeah, I'm not yeah. even trying to be funny. It's like, oh, shit, now I actually have to commit to the things I said I'd do. Yep. Um. So just adjusting to that added layer of feeling like a piece of shit. Like, but- do you
0: think I'm a sociable person? I'm not a sociable person. I would rather just sit on my couch in my shorts playing video games. It's a Mass Effect 3. Like, I would rather, I would rather that, but like, you know, there's this thing called a, a social life, and I have to adhere to that, I guess. So,
2: I guess, like, shout out to, at least for me, and I assume for you, like, that function we have where we can just sort of override that desire to just be a hermit forever. Um, I do feel very grateful that despite all odds, my brain can still just sort of execute like a, nope, like you got to do this. Mm. You got to get on the phone and call those people. You got to go to that thing that you know you're going to enjoy. It's just, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I think you have that stronger than I do. Like you're able to get up and get out. Um, sorry. we got a new set of uh, filing cabinets and I'm going to be banging my knee on it accidentally. All episode. I apologize for that. But yeah, I, I, if it wasn't for my guilt reflex, I do it for guilt. I do it like, I really should do something or (laughs) else, or else I'm going to regret it later.
2: Guilt is a very good motivator. Um, I think for me, it's imposter syndrome. It's like, I'm supposed to be a 30 year old adult person. Mm. Um, fucking act like it. Anyway.
0: Do you remember when you were 16 and this song came out?
2: Oof. I guess this is a good place for you to put the song excerpt in if you had an audience. I was
0: going to put it in at the end of the episode. So. Are
2: you-
0: I'm realizing that my jokes are not, not landing. Not today,
2: Mary My
0: jokes are not landing today. Not so. today.
2: It's nothing personal. It's just. I have a very narrow window of opportunity to get this right. Otherwise, I'll just end up in the fetal position on the ground. It's
0: nothing personal, but I will fucking kill you.
2: fucking kill myself oh no so
0: I'd rather you kill me than yourself (laughs)
2: um but no I do remember when this song came out I remember it being about as controversial as you would expect it had been at the time I guess
0: so we'll get more into the details about the song but um we'll we'll talk about the woman herself um we this is our second Katy Perry song Mm -hmm. um Last time it was last Friday night.
2: Yes. T G I S. Uh
0: with special guest uh and friend of the pod Richard S. He joined the episode. Yes. Um so but because that was in two thousand and nineteen, we will, you know, come back with some more facts Jesus, about Jesus,
2: was that twenty nineteen? It was twenty nineteen, oh. yeah. I was
0: I was still working for Australia Post then. So
2: what a time! I know those were the days.
0: So Catherine Elizabeth Hudson was born in nineteen eighty four to Pentecostal pastors. Her parents, Mary Christine and Maurice Keith Hudson, turned Probably to
2: just Morris could maybe. be yeah. anyway.
0: Turned to religion after a quote wild youth.
2: I that's just fucking hypocritical because then I am sure when a young Catherine had a wild youth, they were like, "How dare yeah. you?"
0: Yeah, I am sure that this was. Uh, doing, well, again, we'll get into the yeah. the song and what we think of it. Uh, so she spent her early years moving around the country with her parents who were setting up churches throughout the U S before moving back to Santa Barbara, the town of her birth. Uh, so yeah, um, to give you an idea of the sort of house that she grew up in and yes, the sort of parents that she lived with, uh, Perry and her siblings were not allowed to eat the cereal lucky charms oh as the word God. luck reminded her mother of Lucifer. They also renamed Deviled Eggs to Angeled Eggs and popular mu- music was banned in their house as it was viewed as being secular. So Perry had to sneak CDs she borrowed from her friends.
2: I, You have to wonder what their wild youth entailed because to me that just sounds like they got particularly cooked on something one night and then from there they just had like literally the fear of God instilled into them. But like, I'm not even trying to be an edgelord, but like, who makes that mental leap from like, Lucky, luck, Lucifer, oh no! Like,
0: But, like, it takes a certain level of, uh, yeah, not religious zealot, but, like, it takes a certain level of overly religious and carefully religious person yeah. to go, well, actually, no, nah, that's the sort of, like, that's the sort of Christian that would not drink coffee because coffee is hot and hot is the temperature in hell. It
2: just, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like, it's it, it does take that sort of level of like, they might've said they, they had a wild youth and it might've just been that one day her mother wore pants instead of a skirt. Like <laughs> it might've, it might've not been that wild. Or it might be like you said, they might've done something like heroin and it scared the, it scared the God into them.
2: I know I like, that sounds really mean the way I, but like, I just don't understand that come to Jesus moment that then makes you this conservative yeah to the point where you are actively limiting your children in their experience i i, I don't just, know
0: i again like i just like i'm sure that there are plenty of christians and catholics out there who can happily eat a deviled egg and know that they're not going to hell if that's what you believe in
2: Like, just say a fucking like curry egg or something cuz it's yeah. like, like oh. boiled egg with curry powder and whatever mixed in with the yolk yeah and then you put that mashed up yolk back into the yeah. crevice that was left by
0: maybe pulling some... it out of the
2: said boiled egg white.
0: Yeah, maybe some like spice or something. I can't yeah. remember exactly what goes into a deviled egg. Really it's not really a dish that we do over here. Although seems... I do
2: like deviled eggs though. I've never
0: had deviled eggs They're before. They're very tasty. I'd like to try a scotch egg at some point in my oh, life.
2: Oh, those are to die for. Like,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's pretty bizarre. To sort of be that crazy about it. No, I don't I don't mean to say crazy. You know what I mean. So in two thousand and one, she released her eponymous debut album Katie Hudson under her birth name, Katie Hudson.
2: Makes sense.
0: The album was released by Red Hill Records, a former independent Christian music label.
2: It should have been on um that other one, that MXPX and all that were on. <laughs> Epi- no not Epitaph. Nah,
0: not Epitaph. Uh... Oh, I can't remember. Is it Rise? No. No. no.
2: Oh, shit. This is going to bug me. Hang on. I'm going to look it up.
0: I mean, it would make... Like, it's a correlation because she did do... Tooth and nail. Tooth and nail. That's right. She did do... She did do Warped to her. Yeah. Which I still just can't wrap my head around Katy Perry playing Warped.
2: I can really? We'll get I mean, into you it. Can,
0: you can. Like, that's why you said you can. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm
2: just being a little stinker and just- Prank. Yeah, Got you. exactly. So my
0: favourite fact was that she performed backing vocals on the P.O.D. song, <laughs> Goodbye For Now. And she's also on the film clip.
2: A P.O.D.
0: Christian? Oh yeah, P.O.D. are really Christian.
2: Um, but like- I should have known actually, Youth of the Nation is particularly like, don't ruin your life.
0: Well, no, Youth of the Nation is don't shoot up a school. Oof. Yeah. And and alive I mean alive is very much like every day is a new day. I'm thankful for every breath yeah. I take like but it's like Yeah, but those are good songs.
2: They though. do slap <laughs> to an extreme degree. Um
0: Alive Youth of the Nation boom like they're all good PRD songs.
2: I must admit like I was listening to um Paramore's like Sophomore album, I think it was. Um,
0: Is that first album? Second, second album.
2: Um, so Riot, and that was released in like two thousand seven. I think so, six seven thereabouts. I thought, yeah,
0: I thought Misery Business was like late two thousand and seven.
2: Yeah, I could look it up, but I don't feel like it. So fill in the gaps yourselves. Um, and I just. It went over my head, probably because within the context, like, I was going to a school that had very, like, religious overtones, Mm. as much as I didn't buy into it myself, but like, I didn't realise at the time how much of, like, a capital C Christian pop-punk band they were. Mm. Like, there's this one song called We Are Broken, I think it is, and it's just basically, like, the idea is sort of, we're fundamentally flawed, like, how can we restore our innocence? And, like and there's literally a song called hallelujah and like all i don't know how it went over my head and then like sitting at my computer doing my work at 30 years old i was like ah oh. <laughs> oh it was
0: just one of those galaxy brain moments yeah, like- I was just
2: like oh shit this is actually quite conservative and quite um yeah very sort of uh yeah i don't know
0: um i mean yeah were they did they have any like Talking points about like abortion, or you know, hey, I, I, I'm surprised that misery business there isn't like a bit about like, hey, a chewing a piece of chewing gum like mm-hmm. loses its flavor, loses its its elasticity or whatever it is. Like the the I mean, the, once
2: a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, yeah. that'll never change. It's just like, oh wow, fuck you.
0: Like, like what that is, there is like the metaphors that I I have seen that a lot of like pastors will or do like when
2: toothpaste like once it's out of the tube, you can't put it. Oh, that's more to do with like being mean.
0: Maybe um like sticky tape they'll like that's right they'll like and then they'll go oh look uh, like it's starting to starting to you know loses its stickiness yeah because that's what the inside of a vagina is supposed to be like but all right
2: <laughs> yeah I'm it's, I'm dried right on
0: and I think the thing that that, so, that really pisses me off about it is that it's always about the girl's oh, virginity yeah, and absolutely. it's not about the boy's virginity yeah because there's this idea that. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry. This is
2: exactly the kind of dynamic that had one of my classmates very concernedly talking to my sister about like, oh, he's just really worried about Josh and the fact that he's dating your sister and mm. she's probably a really bad influence on him, so maybe just consider that. I like, mean, fuck everything.
0: You've been a you've been a bad influence on me, making me break all those laws. Yeah. Yeah. No you haven't. <laughs>
2: Yes. It's yeah really? the irony is palpable because i was very like square yeah a high schooler <laughs> i literally had like no social life beyond like the two friends i hung out with and yet fucking this guy was like hmm. Was- don't know about that one she's leading him astray
0: don't know about that one she's not catholic
2: yeah exactly it is all her fault
0: yeah anyway we're not bitter about that
2: Yeah, I'm still very bitter. It's just those things the older you get and you're like, that was actually really fucked up. I'm really mad about this still, but that's fine.
0: Would you like to talk about the song?
2: Sure. So, I Kissed a Girl was the debut single for Katie's second studio album, One of the Boys, and was co-written by Perry, Max Martin, yay, Dr. Luke, boo, Boo. and Kathy Dennis, who co-wrote... Uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue and Toxic by Britney Spears.
0: Sorry, I didn't capitalise Toxic.
2: How dare you. Um, Katie said that the chorus popped into her head after waking up one day and that the story came from personal experience. Uh, due to the song's themes, there was resistance to release it by Capitol Records, the belief being that it wouldn't sell in the Bible Belt. Um, however, Nashville is part of the Bible Belt, yeah? I
0: no. believe so. I well, know. I mean... Nashville's where Taylor Swift's from, isn't it? And they're pretty conservative. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, You're the only 10
0: I see. Ha (laughs) ha. Fucking complimented her.
2: So 107.5 The River. That does sound very Christian to me, but I could be wrong. Um, So a Nashville-based radio station was the first station to play the song. Uh, However, the song also received criticism from the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, All Music concluded that, quote, the problem is not with Katie's gender bending, it's that her heart isn't in it. She's just using it to get places so she sinks to crass, craven depths, quote. Slant magazine agreed, saying the song isn't, quote, problematic because it promotes homosexuality, but because its appropriation of the gay lifestyle exists for the sole purpose of garnering attention, both from Perry's boyfriend and the audience. Um, a piece of fun trivia, which I guess makes sense within context, is that a then unknown Kesha appears in the film clip, which would make sense because she would have been on Dr. Luke's radar at that time, I think.
0: And sorry, I didn't put a dollar sign in there for Kesha.
2: That's okay because she is Kesha these days. Ah,
0: oh, good on you, Kesha. Uh,
2: I Kissed a Girl. That's just a sentence. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I Kissed a Girl <laughs> so charted <did> at. <laughs> That, that number one in Australia, Canada, Ireland, Scotland, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and the United States Billboard Hot 100 to name just a few.
0: Is it obvious that I'm starting to, like, tire of finding the Billboard charts or, like, the, the charts?
2: We really don't have to. I just find it interesting finding out just at a glance.
0: It's always when it's, like, somewhere weird, like... Oh, not weird. I shouldn't say that. But, like, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere that you're, like... Oh, it's number one in uh, Botswana. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was like in the early days of this pod, we'd be like, hey, someone in Brazil is listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like those little moments.
0: Uh, what do you like about this song?
2: Um, I mean, as a 30 year old, I like it just fine, but it's not like, wow, this song is amazing. Mm. Um,
0: She definitely would um, come more into her own as a performer and a recording artist later on. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But, like, when it first came out, again, because I went to a school where we were expected to be quite conservative in our views and we were getting taught within a religious sort of context, all that kind of thing, this was that very sort of for the time, like, easy sort of way to get a rise out of an adult. Mm. So, like, we played this song at our Year 12 formal, by which I mean two, like, us, two classes. So, like, Year 12s, of which there were seven of us, I think, and the Year 11s, I think, of which there were maybe 10 to 15. I don't know. Mm. Plus friends of ours.
0: It's just, like, one of my regular, like, classes yeah, like, in a public school. By
2: formal, I mean those people. So maybe, like, 30 people yeah. in a church hall with yeah. streamers and a fucking CD player sitting on top of the stage. Nice. It was...
0: Couldn't even get a DJ, huh? We
2: We had to, like... Lobby for our own formal, basically. And then they're like, sure, you can have one, so go organise it. And it's just like, <laughs> well, shit. We have no budget. We have no means. So, like, of course, we were going to use the local church hall of the church that we went to for mass whenever we had to go to mass. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. So, like, I do remember, though, the thrill of this song coming on and, like, our religious education teacher sort of being like, like, and just thinking it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. But even then, and within, like, no time at all, and then as, like I said, a 30-year-old, like, it's just such an easy target. Like, mm. it very much, it was a product of a time where, like, Katie and her career, she did cater to the warped sort of, like, scene kids, emo kids, yeah, pop-punk kids, and there was that element of like queer baiting within yeah. the community because kids were gender bending, they were playing with boundaries and stuff, and unfortunately it just did sort of get tied up in that idea of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna mess around with this girl to get a dude's detention or to mm. Like this song isn't coming from an honest place of No I am curious. like she mentions that she's curious, but like it's more of just a surface level, like, ooh, like This doesn't carry the sort of inner workings that, like, I suspect would come with a traditional, like, discovery of your sexuality. I'm not familiar with it because I'm straight. So, like, I've always just been like, yep, okay, cool. But, like, I imagine this song would have been quite alienating for someone who was legitimately queer. Yeah. And coming to terms with it. And then there's just, like, this hot white girl kissing or, like, grinding up on other hot white girls or, like...
0: Mm. And it's kind of... It's kind of... I don't feel like in the film clip it's titillating, but, like, if this had have even been, like, two years later when she had, like, whipped cream coming out of her tits, like, (laughs) it would have been... It would have been purely just to get a rise out of men. Um, Mm. I... Lyrically, yeah, there's a lot that's wrong with it, um... Like to me, it feels like this is her publicly emancipating herself from perhaps the Christian religion yeah and from her from her parents like, like i I don't I think she's still like
2: she's she, still close with them, I think,
0: yeah, but like this is sort of like hey i'm uh I'm not overly conservative, I might have different views from you, we're different generations, and like this lyrically feels like. I know she said that she came up with it, but it feels like a man wrote the lyrics. Because it's, cause it's all about, like, how good are girls?
2: Which, like, yes, correct. But, like, just the whole package of it is very much catering to the male gaze. Yeah. Like.
0: <sighs> well, while we were thinking about that, like, I just, like, to sort of echo your point, like, it's not about discovery. It's not about, um, it's not about coming out. It's... It is. It's about using another female to basically get someone else's attention. And like it is that, that line of like it's not what good girls do. Like Yeah. Like it's like, hey, I'm grown up. This was this is Miley Cyrus's twerking on stage moment. Like yeah. I'm not that kid anymore. But it's like
2: this was like the girl equivalent of like the gay panic in like Yeah all the tween movies of like the two thousands.
0: And it's like lyrically like, it's, it's pretty immature. It's, it's looking at girls like, like, I'm surprised there's no like Hello Kitty references or like, it's like the idea of like girls with their cherry chapstick. Like she was, she was what? In her twenties by then. Like who's, who's putting on cherry chapstick except for club rats. Like, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like, it feels like a song that Blink would write. Yeah. Uh, But, like, it would be kissing a boy, but it would be, like, for stupid reasons. Which we'll
2: come to that at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: but, like, it wouldn't be because Mark or Tom might have something to sort of uncover about themselves. It would just be, haha, that's funny.
2: Yeah, like, how funny is it, the concept of me kissing another girl? Or, how hot is it? Yeah. Without considering any sort of emotional element to it, I guess. Yeah. And, like... As a mission statement, as her first single, as Katy Perry, mm. yes, it's a strong one. But, like, when you combine this lead single with the other lead single from that album, which was You're So Gay, yeah, like, it just paints this very mean sort of... This, yeah, just this very mean sort of character of, like, she's still playing to those very traditional kind of roles. yeah. Because any deviation from, like, women being women and men being men is counterculture, but not necessarily in a good way. It's either used to titillate or it's demeaning in the case of You're So Gay, where she's basically like, yeah, you're so gay and you don't even like boys. Like, Mm. you're more feminine than I am. How embarrassing.
0: Which is kind of funny, like, I guess contradictory, because... Who are who, who's her husband and her ex husband Russell Brand and Orlando Bloom who were both pretty feminine men like mm. I I don't know I am not going to I'm not going to talk about Orlando Bloom's character but like he just comes across as a very sort of well kept and well looked after and maybe a little bit you know soft featured mm. male like I'm not saying anything other than he looks after himself and could. In another time, at another time, had he been around a bit more, at the time of David Beckham, would have been classified as metrosexual. Yeah. And and same with Russell Brand. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's just, like, it's interesting because this was her target audience that she was playing to in terms of... Yeah, dudes were wearing skinny jeans. Dudes were being a bit more effeminate. Girls were being a bit more masked, just in terms of like the hair and yeah, the boys dress were wearing and all makeup that. and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and yet there was still this real like bad faith element to what she was doing, I guess. And then I, yeah, I guess like I could be wrong, but I feel like she sort of. I'm like, for her sake, it's good that it happened back then. Yeah. Like, obviously, that's not the kind of thing that she would have done in any other era of her mm. life because she became more worldly and became more PC, I suppose, or...
0: And she's also, like, maybe not to the degree of Lady Gaga, but she's kind of a gay icon, isn't that's, she? Yeah, I yeah. guess
2: that's what I'm getting at. Is like, it's curious and I'm also kind of pleased that it didn't end up in her being completely done away with. Yeah. Not... In terms of railing, like, oh, we're just too correct. But, like, I would not have. No, what's the word? I would have understood if people had been like, you know what? Fuck off. Mm. And so, like, I'm glad she did get embraced because I know that ultimately her intentions were good. It's just as she was still moving away from that very conservative, like, sheltered upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, she was unfortunate in that, like, that sort of shift that a lot of people from, like, be it small towns or, like, religious communities or just that, like, anything where you're sort of, yeah, sheltered from, like, the greater world at large. Like, she sort of was going through that period of, like, yeah, just reasoning through it and having some extremely shit takes. Hmm. And it's just unfortunate that that got... Like that was her, um, I guess, debut as Katy Perry.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it is a bit of a strange one. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just so like I, I haven't heard the insult of "that's gay" in years, but like, yeah, it's it's one that it's it just makes me cringe when I you know if it's on if I hear it on like a television show from like the like 2000s or something like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty gay. Like, nah, that's just, mm. nah, I don't like that. That's, um, you know, yeah, I I have no real words for that.
2: That's okay. You don't need them. (laughs) I,
0: I think musically though, I do quite like the song.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it definitely like once the chorus comes in and there's that that filthy melody and like yeah when the her like
2: like, burn like
0: when her voice like breaks in that like like when she's saying that she like tried it and that sort of stuff like it it really does have a good quality to it and it it is kind of a shame because it could be i don't know if if i don't even know i am so worried that i'm going to say the wrong thing here but like if she was famously a lesbian and she could just be like Fuck yeah! Let's do a song about the female form from the point of view of a, of a woman, mm. and it could be really creative. It could be really interesting. Um, not just like not just like the male gaze of the female, female form, like oh, like to put my thing in there, like you know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I think that there's two sides to this, and one side's good, and one side's not. Yeah. Good. And it's it's just one of those things where, like it's just not aged very well.
2: I think like one thing I appreciate about how this song gets treated these days is as the, I guess, quote, discourse surrounding like LGBTQIA plus issues has progressed over time. And like we have made some form of headway in some areas. Mm. So like legalizing gay marriage, all that kind of stuff. She does still trot this song out from time to time, at least that's my understanding. I'm pretty sure she did it on the Prism tour, but the way that she and her team have reworked it, like she sort of, it's played off more as like a sort of jazzy cabaret, sort of like- ooh, Yeah, like, and it
0: already kind of has that feel to it, especially with the with the film clip.
2: It does, but mm. like musically they do really sort of play up that like campy element of it, which I guess- helps to soften what, like, soften the worst parts of it, I guess. And you can, in that sense, and I guess, again, I'm speaking on behalf of a community that I am only an ally to, but, like, you can sort of pass it off as, like, you can give it a new context, I guess. Like, yeah. It sort of just reads more as, like, being a triumphant expression of being who you are. Yeah. Like...
0: Oh, it's usually you.
2: I know. But yeah, I am almost definitely mincing my words. But, um, yeah, do you have any more thoughts about the song, the era, Katie?
0: Well, just like in terms of the, when you mentioned that she still trots this out on stage, like it is kind of hard when you have to make a decision about, you know, whether something is still culturally appropriate for the time. Or playing, arguably, one of your biggest songs. Like, this. I imagine this is still one of the songs that she is well known for. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I guess in that sense, like, I just, I like that she has been able to transform it a bit. It does sound removed from this era of Katie, I guess. Yeah. But, like, in saying that, despite, like, the shit takes of this plus you're so gay, I guess, back to back... Um,
0: Which is just one giant shit take.
2: Yeah. Um, in saying that, like I do still like slash appreciate slash kind of miss this era of Katie. Like yeah. I was listening to one of the boys the other day because that album genuinely rips. Um, and yeah, I always kind of forget that she was like warped to a material, but like. My understanding, I think, based on her um, documentary part of me, I think they were initially marketing her as, like, a Al- Alanis Morissette type.
0: I think one of the, yeah, one of the CDs that was maybe not exactly Jagged Little Pill, but, like, one of the artists that she wasn't allowed to listen to because it was too secular was Alanis Morissette.
2: Yeah, but, like, they definitely... I think under Katie Hudson, at least. Like, I think they were trying to peg her as a sort of rock chick, like, a little bit old, a little bit pop, kind of.
0: But Christian. Well, yeah. Like Christian music.
2: But then under Katy Perry, like, she's not. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, that album is just a very fun album still. And I always forget that, like that era was all about being, like, slightly pin up Like, I always yeah. get like, the imagery of, like, cherries and, like, sailor stripes yeah. and uh, victory rolls and, like, wearing blush and red lipstick and winged eyeliner and, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was really, that really, like... Like, I don't know why I think back to that time and I think of Dita Von Teese.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: Kat Von D was not so much pin-up, but like kind of...
2: Just the sort of rockabilly kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I I, I can still sort of remember the imagery of, of Katy Perry on the Vans Warped Tour stage. And she... God, what was she wearing? She was wearing just sort of like... Yeah, just sort of like the shorts. And yeah. the sort of top that might be like a swimsuit as well. I don't know what it is. Like whatever it is that doesn't have a strap. Like
2: a halter neck kind of, or like just a tube top.
0: Not a, yeah, I I can't really remember. I just remember she had Vans as well. I'm pretty sure she wore Vans.
2: Well, it makes sense. They're on the Vans Warp Tour. They're on the Vans Warp
0: Tour. I feel like, I feel like that's.
2: At the very least you want to get free shoes out of it.
0: I feel like that's a requirement. You have to perform at the Vans Warp Tour while wearing Vans.
2: Yeah, they would absolutely issue you a fresh pair.
0: We should get on the Vans Warped Tour.
2: Sure. At some
0: point, cuz I would love to get some free Vans.
2: This is a very doable goal. Let's do this.
0: Hey, my one and only big day out. I saw Henry Rollins doing a spoken word show, so you know, it can happen.
2: <laughs> yes. Because we are on par with Henry Rollins.
0: Oh, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't all have to be music. That's true. Yeah.
2: That would be, actually, that would be next level insufferable, like, a Vans Warped Tour, like, podcast. A oh. band.
0: What would you even talk about? Like, hey, how about these shoes? How about this song?
2: Oh, but it would just be, like, trotting out all of these fucking podcasts, like, ours included, being like, hey, remember that band from, like, 2006? <laughs> And they had that one album that was really good and they played vans that one time.
0: Remember Attack Attack? They had that song Stick Stickly.
2: (laughs) Excellent segue. This one.
0: Yeah, sorry, I, I had to close my notes when my sister called me. So, Attack Attack, formerly going by the name of Ambience or Ambiance. Uh, Attack Attack formed in 2007 from Westerville, Ohio.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, while the band didn't meet in high school, per se, they did meet via playing in different high school bands.
2: So they did meet in high school?
0: Well, they met during high school. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if they were... I don't think they were in classes together. I think they were in different high schools.
2: No, yes. Like, I get that, but they were all in high school and they met during that period of their formative years.
0: Yeah, none of these bands did not not meet in high school. They all met in high school. <sighs> Please keep me, Thank split you. split in 2013, but got back together in 2020. Sick. Uh, in 2008, Attack Attack released the video for their song, Stick Stickly. <laughs> The video became a meme birthing the distinction of crab core due to the wide leg stance of the guitarist.
2: Demoing crab core stance a few weeks ago with our mates, and if anything, like their quads and hammies would be oh, they'd be huge! Like, just yeah,
0: like it would just be they would, they would, uh, if they weren't doing squats, then they would be destroying their legs, yeah. Um,
2: so I'm gonna integrate this into my workouts now that I'm back at the gym, fuck
0: yeah, like, dude, like, like.
2: 30 seconds of crab core.
0: I should make a metal core exercise video.
2: There was, during lockdown, this woman, I forget what... Ah, what did she call it?
0: Like, like, fucking uh, pit dancing would be an exercise.
2: I think it was called Mosh Fit. Yeah. And, And yeah, it was this girl, I think she's based in Melbourne or like Adelaide or something. And she did like streams of... This era of music or like just all your sort of emo, pop punk, whatever. Yep. And I think she is like a personal trainer. And yep. So yeah, they were just doing like reps of like hit kind of circuits and stuff.
0: <laughs> that's I mean that's the yeah. There's a market there. There's a market there. I look, at the very least it would be funny. Well
2: it's just like washed up emo kids, washed up punk kids, like and we've all realised that we need to look after our bodies. Yeah. So yeah, fucking get amongst I'm, it. I'm
0: at the forefront of that. I want someone else to look after my body and me not have to worry about it or do anything but still be healthy. Sure. So um yeah, I we watched Stick Stickly again just before, and it's just remarkable how much all of the members just look like the same person. Yeah. Because like- they they're all wearing like the black, uh I think like three out of the six members have like the short v necks, yeah. black shirts, v necks, blue jeans and fringes.
2: Yeah. Control C, Control V. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's just very emblematic of the time.
0: It makes me smile. Yeah. Um so like so former keyboardist Caleb Shomo formed the hardcore punk band Beartooth. So Sick. they're they're a they're a big name as well. Um they've earned the distinction of being like a Christian screamo band as well
2: are they christian yeah oh fuck off uh
0: what do you think of attack attacks cover of i kissed a girl
2: i do not like it oh shocker i know and not for the reasons you'd expect because they do keep the breakdowns to a minimum but it's just like death by auto-tune
0: I see. I, I kind of don't, like, I don't mind that though. I like if, and especially considering this is basically the same time. So like if you, if you take into account what stick stickly's like, mm. they, they don't do that for this. They do a, they do a club version of the song. Yeah. Um, it is a bit, and I guess like the original as well is not full of energy. Um I couldn't what? really.
2: Like it's sort of a, I don't know how to put it, but sort of low key, but there is that beat to it. Like yeah. it's still very like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But I
0: think it's more, more supposed to be enticing more. It was more than, like swaggery, I guess. exhilarating. Yeah, yeah. True. Um So it's, it's kind of hard to sort of go with that um and make something more from that. Uh I do appreciate that. They've kept it, they've kept the pronouns and everything as well. It's, yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, so basically what is, what is essentially, I guess, from Katy Perry's perspective, a bisexual song is still a bisexual song from Attack, Attack's yeah. viewpoint with, you know, he still has a boyfriend, but he's kissing a girl. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it's fucking funny and kind of cool. The breakdown is when he's saying us girls are so magical. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I get that. Um, like it, it is lacking a certain energy, though. I like, think,
2: yeah, that the thing that jumped out most to me was just how flat the production yeah. value is.
0: And I mean, that's kind of auto tune. Auto tune makes it so you sound good, but it—I feel like it never made it sound like you were amazing.
2: But it's just more like it lacks a sort of depth. Like it yeah. lacks like a sort of full bodied vibe to it. Like, when I listen to it, I don't get energised because it all just sounds a bit sort of tinny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: I I also think it's kind of, I don't know, interesting at least to talk about that there's this band of Christian metal chorers and they're, again, doing, they picked this song. Um, They've kept it the way it is, but also saying that they've got a boyfriend. Like...
2: yeah. That's I, don't know. True. I think
0: I, I think that that's something interesting to to look at and to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that there's like I feel like there's more to like than not like mm-hmm. here, and yeah, like I it could have been like because it started off it started off with the sort of the club beat and the, and the auto tune and everything. And you're like, Oh, let me guess right now it's going to be the breakdown. And it's like, no. And it could have been that song (laughs) and you would have hated it more. That is true. I know. Yeah.
2: Like I'm very terrible in that sense, but just
0: terrible.
2: And I feel terrible.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, (laughs) I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy this song exists is all. Good. I'm happy this cover exists. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you, Attack Attack.
2: Look, I still prefer Stick Stickly and that's saying a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that is not to your speed.
2: Like, I don't hate it, though. I think that was, like, the one Attack Attack song that I knew for obvious reasons. Yep. And thus, I didn't hate it.
0: To me, because, again, that's I think that's mostly the only song I've listened to by them. But, like, I mean, it would have made them more famous than who I'm about to talk about, it. but it kind of does make me think of Scary Kids Scaring Kids, who yeah. we will talk about eventually, but yeah. um yeah, it just sort of makes me think of that, but I kind of wish I was listening to Scary Kids Scaring Kids. True. Yeah. Yo,
1: check it out. I've got a plan. Here's my <laughs>
2: We have two other covers that we want to talk about today. Um, One of which I sort of forgot how, like, I forgot what I thought of it, if that makes sense. So Cobra Starship, and again in 2008, so everyone was, like, right on the money with, like, getting these parody covers and, like, getting these extra covers out. Um, Cobra Starship did a cover called I Kissed a Boy, so they swapped the pronouns. And I guess it's the same sort of vibe, but instead of being titillating, it's more just to, I guess, fuck shit up. Like,
0: yeah, it's it's basically because it, it's what it's like some college bros at the club broing out, basically yeah. he goes up to kiss. He goes up and kisses the boy to just fucking like destroy his world,
2: and also I guess to sort of titillate that dude's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like in my head I was like, oh man, it's like this really sort of shit take. Like it's pretty much on par with like the bad take of the original. It's still a pretty shit take because like this is kissing someone without their consent. So that's pretty fucked. But like, yeah, it, (sighs)
0: I I, I would just say, like, how many times have, like, men taken it as a romantic gesture to just pull a woman into them and, like, lay their lips onto them without consent? Like, I think it's it's just kind of, I don't
2: know. It doesn't make, like, that's shit too, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, that to me is sort of the shit part of it of, like, so I'm really not explaining myself well, but yeah, I was like, oh, this sucks. And that element of it does suck, but this song is funnier than I remember it being.
0: Yeah, it's just, I think that's a funny image to like, instead of going up and just fighting a guy. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not the, the macho thing. It's, I'm going to go up and I'm going to stick my tongue down his throat.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, there's just something about like the pacing of this song and Gabe supporter being a real shithead about it, but just like. The idea of, like, the frat boys in the club are lame. Let's start an altercation. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, this to me is sort of the logical next step of that sort of shithead, Blink-182, like, gay panic sort of humour. For better or for worse. Yeah. But it's just something about the pacing and the tone of this song. It lands funnier to me than I remember it being.
0: Just being, like... Homeboy was not about it. Yeah, I kissed a
2: boy just to start shit and Homeboy was not about it.
0: And it's like, what is it? Like, the girls are all into it, though?
2: Yeah, um, got all the honeys in the club excited. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and yeah, it's basically... So, like, verse two. Nah, you don't even know my name. It doesn't matter. Don't even front. You got no game. You're just a sucker. So what now? I clowned you and I'm stealing your girl too. She wants a secure dude and that's just not you. Like, (laughs) again, the whole premise is fucked because it's without consent and I don't like that. But within the context of 2008 and that sort of shithead take on things, this does land as, like, less bad faith to me than the original. Yeah. It's still a pretty poor take, but it's just Gabe supporter, like, this is that stupid side of Cobra Starship that always got a laugh, I guess.
0: I think it's, it's not so much about, it's not so much about, well, I'm going to use this to get through my own, uh, like cruxes developed from Christianity. It's not going to be used to, I'm not using a whole, um, a whole other people's sexuality to turn on, males straight males yeah it's basically it's basically attacking uh fragile masculinity masculinity yeah. it's it's attacking it's attacking yeah people who are not comfortable enough in their sexuality or secure enough in their sexuality yeah like it's attacking that i feel more than more than anything else like i don't feel like it's i don't feel like it's um i don't feel like it's terribly nasty towards like the LGBTQIA plus community. I feel like it's just more like straight dudes, like fucking get over yourselves. Yeah. Like the, the, the thing of like, like, I remember seeing a meme and it was like, it was like a really hideous looking man being like, Oh, I don't care if he's gay. I just don't want him to like hit on me. Like, yeah. It's that thing of like, oh, I don't care if you're gay, just don't hit on me, like, don't kiss in front of each other, blah, blah, blah this, that, and the other thing. Like, yeah. It's, that's what it feels like it's going after.
2: Yeah. So, like, for me, I like this song, but with the caveat that the lack of consent is not on. Yeah. Because he's basically, like, he literally is just like, I'll grab some chump that I don't know and plant one right on him. Yeah. Like, if he'd said, like, I'll grab one of my bros and plant one. Yeah that, to me, reads as, like, less shit. Yeah. but yeah, Like, it's a
0: game that they play or something. Yeah, well, it's just
2: literally that sort of gay chicken. And again, within that scene of music, like, this is the same dude who, like, Pete Wentz has, what was it? Like, Gaby Baby or something tattooed on him. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Pete Wentz has.
2: Like... And again, that was sort of geared towards their mostly female fan base. They'd sort of drum up this titillation among girls, myself included, by, yeah, like just playing gay chicken with one another, but because they're dudes that are okay with doing that, Mm. that's not harmful. Whereas this is, I guess. Mm. I don't know.
0: Oh, look, I don't think that there were any males who were inspired to just assault assault other males in the club.
2: But it's just, it's very like, my final thoughts on this one is just, it's very symbolic of the time in which it was released because it's a direct parody. Mm -hmm. It's not a particularly clever parody. Mm -hmm. It still gets a laugh, I guess, just for being a parody alone. Mm -hmm. The reactionary element to it. Like, in terms of the original, it was released on the Citizens for Our Betterment mixtape, released by Fallout Boy when Obama had just been hu- um not hired <laughs> elected for his second term
0: i remember I remember his job interview well,
2: <laughs> yeah, I know he nailed it um and yeah, just playing on like these very key parts of the boundaries that people within this music genre were pushing. Be it for fun or to piss people off, I guess. Yeah. The end. That is my book report.
0: (laughs) I I give you an A plus. Thank you. I'll hire you to be president of this (laughs) of this apartment. Excellent. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's um, yeah. I I it's it's like watching it's like watching American Pie. Like there are problems with that movie. But there's also a lot that's still funny about it. Yeah. Like, that we still can watch and go, yeah, it's pretty funny though. <laughs> like, it's it's wrong, I know, but like- Fuck this? Like, I you know, skip past the bit where he, where he films a girl oh. beyond her consent, but then like, it's also, I don't know, it's pretty funny when he has sex with a pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what, what didn't come out twelve years ago? Buff Carrell's cover of this because oh. that was only last year. <laughs>
2: love him so much. It's
0: been too long since Buff Carell covers.
2: He just... He's just such a force for good. Yeah. He's just so positive, and his moves are the fucking best, and...
0: I think he is a robot. He's an actual robot.
2: I just... I want to know his whole deal. <laughs> Because he's just endlessly fascinating to me and that is all I have to say about this cover I just wanted to mention buff Carell again
0: yeah look I had I had a couple other covers line up for this and I was like oh, I don't really want to talk about those and I was like looking through, I was like buff Corral does one we haven't talked about buff I for know a while.
2: this is just a an, an appreciation yeah episode for buff
0: if you if you ever listen to this buff we appreciate you we love your work yes don't ever change exactly yeah it is one though that like Not really much to talk about there. Like, the the dance moves are great. He's great. His banter before the song starts is great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's about it.
2: So, do you have any final thoughts just in general about anything we've talked about?
0: I don't. I am starting to lose my voice, I've noticed. So, um, it's, yeah, again, it's just one of those things, like, it's of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like you can potentially still enjoy it but also be better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just 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 understand that that's yeah, not necessarily how things are today. How about you?
1: Um
0: So,
2: I got nothing.
0: So, I give it I give both a hell yeah just because.
2: I give I give this episode a hell yeah.
0: I feel like we did it. We made it through. We did. Um, And with that, this has been I Kissed a Girl. And I will kiss a girl one day. (laughs)